0: Welcome to REI Spotlight. Tonight's guest is Mark Podolsky. Mark, welcome to the show. And how did you get into real estate? David, thanks so much. Uh,
1: The way I started was I kind of stumbled into it, actually. I was a really miserable, overworked, micromanaged investment banker, uh, specializing in mergers and acquisitions with private equity groups. And it got so bad for me, David, that I wouldn't get the Sunday blues, anticipating Monday coming around. I'd get the Friday blues, anticipating the weekend going by really fast and having to be back at work on Monday. So my firm hires this guy. And he's telling me that as a side hustle, he's buying up raw land, pennies on the dollar at tax deed auctions. He's putting them online, and he's making an average return of 300%. So I'm looking at companies all day long, and a great company, great company, has EBITDA margins or free cash flow of 15%. Average company is 10%. And I'm looking at companies all day long, less than 10%. So I don't believe him. So (laughs) I've got three grand saved up for car repairs. We go to New Mexico together, and I do exactly what he says to do. I I buy up 10 half-acre parcels, an average price of $300 each. I put them all up online. They all sell for an average of $1,200 each. It worked. <laughs> so great. So I took all that money. I went to another tax deed auction where I live in Arizona, about su- in southern Arizona, about three hours from where I live. And this is 2000 There's no one in the room. And I'm buying up lots. I'm buying up acreage for nothing. And over the next six months, I made over $92,000 cash. So I go to my wife. I'm like, honey, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to be a full-time land investor. And she says, absolutely not. <laughs> she's, she's pregnant at the time. so I oh, said, okay. No. okay, that,
0: that, that explains yeah. it right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it took me 18 months for the land investing income to exceed the investment banking income, and then I quit, and I've been doing it full-time ever since. I've done over 5,200 land deals and counting, and uh, I absolutely love it.
0: That is uh, that 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 is that is so awesome. Is it uh, pretty much the 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 same kind of setup now as it was back then, or is it, or, or, or is technology kind of tweaked and changed some to its current format?
1: Oh my gosh! I mean, it's completely different than than it was when I started. In fact, um, people that are starting today are so spoiled. I can't even tell you. I'm, I'm that I'm that old school land guy that you know went to look at land uphill both ways. <laughs> <laughs> so compared to today, I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm 90% automated today with software systems and virtual assistants. So I spend two hours a week in frontier properties doing deals oh, and wow. uh, compared to like, you know, working at it full time. So it's, it's completely different today. And, um, It's the evolution is amazing. It's never been a better time in history, I think, to be in business.
0: So um, do you mind digging into a little bit more of the uh, nuts and bolts of how you're doing it today? No, not at all. So David, where do you live? Uh, I live in Tennessee, middle Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. So
1: let's pretend that you own 10 acres in a county in Texas, right? And then I see on the tax roll. Oh my gosh, David Schwan lives in Tennessee, but he owes $200 in back taxes on this 10-acre parcel in Texas. So David, you're advertising two things to me. Number one, you have no emotional attachment to that raw land. You're in Tennessee, the property's in Texas. And number two, you're distressed in some way. So we don't, when we don't value something, we don't pay for it. And you haven't paid your taxes. Now, you've been getting notices from the county treasurer every single month that says if you don't pay your taxes, you're eventually gonna lose that property to a tax deed auction or a tax lien investor. So what I'll do then is I'll look at the comparable sales on that 10 acre parcel that you own the last, let's say 12 to 18 months. And all I'm gonna do, let's say that for example, it's $10,000, the lowest comp. Then all I'm gonna do is divide by four. And that's gonna get me what Warren Buffett would call 300% margin of safety. So I don't want to be like the housing guys. I don't want to be in the appraisal business. I don't want to say, I want to buy your, your land, David. You're like, well, I want to sell my land. Now we're in a negotiation. I'm going to send you an actual offer for $2,500. Now you're going to accept the offer because $2,500 is better than nothing. So in reality, 3 to 5% of people accept our quote-unquote top dollar offer, right? So you accept it, and then I do due diligence or research. I want to just confirm you still own the property. The back taxes are only $200. There's no liens or encumbrances. There's no. There's been no break in the chain of title. And we've gotten so good at this now, we pay $11 for our due diligence in the Philippines. They're connected to an American title company. And while they're doing the due diligence, they're creating for me my marketing package. So they're getting the plat maps, the GIS maps. They're getting the aerial photos. They're getting pictures everything that i'm going to need for a buyer so i buy the property from you for twenty three hundred dollars to you two hundred dollars to the county uh so twenty five hundred net and then this is where the magic happens i'm going to sell this property 30 days or less and i'm going to make a cash flow so david i have a built-in best buyer do you know who it is no who the neighbors the neighbors <laughs> yes Yes. So I send out neighbor letters saying, hey, here's your opportunity, protect your privacy, protect your views, expand your holdings, right? And so oftentimes the neighbors will buy it. Now, if the neighbors pass, I'll go to my buyer's list. If my buyer's list passes, I'll go to a little website you've probably never heard of called Craigslist. It's <laughs> the 10th <laughs> most traffic website in the United States. I'll go to an even smaller website, Facebook marketplace,
0: buy sell groups. Oh, these it's, little li- these little baby websites.
1: All these little baby websites. And then I'll go to landmoto.com, landandfarm.com, landhub.com, landflip.com, the lands, right? So we have a huge market. Now, the way that I'm going to sell it is I'm going to sell it for $2,500 down payment. And then I'm going to get a car payment. Let's say four forty nine dollars a month at 9% interest in the next 84 months. So essentially, I've got my money out on the down payment. I might go six months out. And then I'm getting $449 a month over the next 84 months. And I don't deal with any renters, rehabs, renovations, or rodents. And because (laughs) I'm not dealing with a tenant, I'm exempt from any onerous real estate legislation like Dodd-Frank, RESPA, or the SAFE Act. And then the game that we play is can we create enough of these land notes where our passive income exceeds our fixed expenses and then we're working because we want to. Not because we have to.
0: That is that is uh, that is an awesome awesome model. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, it, it's a uh, a very 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 interesting model. I like it a lot. What uh, what would you say is your uh, your favorite land deal that you've done?
1: So my my favorite land deal was um, two thousand and three, and I bought. Um, about a million dollars worth of property from a public company that bought all this acreage from the railroad in Nevada. So I bought these 640 acre sections. I subdivided them into forties and I was buying them at 50 bucks an acre and selling them at 500 an acre. And wow. on this one deal, I made over $5 million. Wow.
0: That's, yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite deal. I I would see why that is your favorite deal. Now, have you had any of them uh, blow up in your face? Have you had any uh, go sideways?
1: So, I mean, it's, it's insane to say, right? But I've never been stuck with a piece of land. So I've over 5,200 land deals. I've never been stuck with a piece of land. There is a pig for every barn. <laughs> I'll give you an example. I bought a 40-acre parcel in New Mexico. And I messed up on my due diligence. So essentially, I bought on a side of a mountain. There was no legal access. <laughs> About oh. 35 of the acres were on the side of a mountain. 15 acres were accessible, right? And so I put it up on eBay. And I thought, <laughs> well, I paid $2,500 for this. If I just get my money out, I'll be happy. And I put it at a dollar, no reserve auction. The first day, it got bid up to $2,500. By the 10th day... It was at $32,500. And I'm cow. freaking out. <laughs> so I'm like, did I do something wrong with the maps? I mean, is it clear that this is on the side of a mountain? So the winning bidder, I call him up. I'm like, you understand what you bought? He's like, it's perfect. He's like, I'm a director in LA, and I want to go out there and film, and I don't want to deal with getting permits. So this was a lot less expensive, a lot less hassle <laughs> in dealing with the county. So, so, you know, anytime that you're buying – any asset, I don't care what asset it is, anything 25 cents, 3 cents of the dollar, there's someone else on the other end of that deal.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're buying it at 25, it's like, look, if I'm buying it at 25, I surely can find somebody to buy it at 35. <laughs> yeah, Or even 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I'm saying worst case, worst, worst case, case, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah, you know, if I get it at 25 and somebody pays me 35, I'm still not making a killing, but I'm not going broke so uh yeah
1: you're not going to lose yeah,
0: yeah 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 that is uh that is absolutely awesome i mean uh I, i'm surprised i haven't uh i haven't really heard of this before um you know, yeah, i mean i think
1: the reason is is it's the least sexy niche of all if, I, like if HGTV or the DIY never called me and said mark let's start a show flip this land the before picture is a piece of raw land the after picture after picture is a piece it's of raw land. Of all land. <laughs> it's just me in front of my computer shuffling paper. Like so no, no, it, no,
0: it's, no, it's no, really no, boring. Uh, no no all inspiring screenshots <laughs> as they pan away to the to the new owner.
1: Yeah, no, not at all. And so it's a really unsexy niche and you know,
0: it's I, it's great. I, I, was, I, was, I was about ready to say, sexy just means it has attention. Um, so sounds like, uh, actually sounds like I'm not really sure why you're doing this podcast with me and letting other people know. About it. Well, maybe well, it's because you sound like my wife. So sexy that nobody else wants to really do it. Yeah,
1: yeah. So my wife asked me the same thing. She's like, why are you teaching people how to do this? So I said, honey, well, let's just do some math, right? There are 3,007 US counties. There are billions of acres of land for sale. You, me, a million other people can go in this niche. We're all gonna run out of money before we run out of deal flow. And so since I've been teaching, my business has only grown, my clients' businesses have only grown, the market has only gotten bigger and better. Um, It's just this weird abundance mentality. And so it's almost like uh, as the market grows, it, it, it starts to confirm itself. So if I send you an offer for your property, but then, you know, a month later, you get another similar offer, you're like, oh, this must be what my property's worth.
0: Yeah. Right? yeah. So, so, so you kind of almost self-fulfilling, even if more people get jump in, it's still kind of self-fulfilling. Yeah.
1: And, and the the reality is, is even though there's maybe more people jumping in, let's say you go to a RIA meeting, right? and there's 100 people at that RIA meeting. 99 of them, again, are gonna be wholesalers, landlords, or flippers. You and I are gonna be the only land guys because even still, it's still not sexy. So, you know, someone might hear me on the podcast, they go to their wife, and like, I wanna learn about land flipping. Like land flipping, no one's, you know, that's insane. Buy a house, fix it up, and flip it, right? That is visual, that you can understand. And you can wrap your mind around the fact that Everybody needs a place to live. Well, nobody needs a piece of raw land. That being said, 99% of things in our lives, we don't need. There's a lust for land in this country. And so I, you know, just to, to just finish up like my why, um, essentially, you know, when I was buying and selling raw land and I still do it, I love it, but it really benefits about five to seven people, essentially, right? Me and my customers. Um, But my customers aren't writing me letters, hey, Mark, you changed my life with this land purchase. But the people that I teach how to do this, how to get out of what I call solo economic dependency, so they're working because they want to, not because they have to, their lives have permanently changed. And that's the most gratifying thing for me. Like, I can die professionally now in peace, knowing that I've helped so many people get out of solo economic dependency and do the things they really want to do in life.
0: That is, that is awesome. I, I, I like your drive and your mission behind that going, look, this, uh this, this feeds my family, but I, I I can do more. There's, you know, there's such an abundance that I can teach other people and I, I can help them do more too. And that that's just, uh, it's an awesome abundance mindset, uh, you know, which is, uh, I was talking to a guest the other day, you know, just the, the commercial real estate, you know, just that, that awesome abundance mindset is just, uh, it's, it's, uh, especially it's just rampant in it. And it's, it's so, so awesome that there's so many giving and open people in this field that, you you know, just in real estate in general, but especially like on the more commercial and niche side, it's like, yeah, just everybody's just so open and willing and, you know, just everybody wants to see everybody succeed. It's, it's, really nice versus, you know, uh, you know, my corporate day job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so besides the, 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 the teaching, uh, what, uh, what is your, uh, what other ways do you like to, uh, do you like to give back?
1: Well, you know, one of my favorite ways to kind of give back is, um, you know, every Monday I'll, I'll go to Starbucks. I'm a big coffee drinker and I'll pay for the person behind me. Um, And I I just love that feeling of, you know, in some small way I'm adding a little bit of joy to this yuppies life, and maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll go on and, and, you know, do something nicer that day for someone else. Um, I love, uh, one of my mentor's charities is ballstoall.org. It was actually my idea, except it was Xboxes instead of soccer balls. But what he does is he goes to um, third world countries and he donates soccer balls so that the kids aren't getting into trouble because they're playing soccer.
0: Awesome. 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 Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a, that's an awesome way to give back. And, you know, of course with soccer balls, you know, it's like, uh, don't need a whole lot more equipment. You know, you, you can take a soccer ball and kids will go have fun with it. Whether they got a goal to kick it into or not, you know, so they'll, they're playing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, my children are involved in a boys team charity here, which essentially you go to different foundations and different, you know, charitable places and you donate your time um, and your money. And it's great because just seeing that my kids have this sort of perspective now and this idea like, okay, you know, not everybody lives the way that we do. is is a is a really wonderful feeling just for me to to give back in that way just for my family to to volunteer and um, to, you know kind of teach my kids um, a sense of humility and in a, a sense of you know look how lucky we are right I mean it's just definitely
0: luck. definitely definitely um, what would you say is your uh, best piece of advice for the beginner out there well
1: I think. You know, the best piece of advice is really to get educated, right? And to smart cut it. So it doesn't have to be me. You can just, you know, Google land investing, but you want to start getting information from people who are successful land investors and literally just do what they do and smart cut it. Like I've already made all the million dollar mistakes. So you don't have to through trial and error. And there's never been a better time. There's an abundance of free information out there. Um, in fact, I even wrote a book for $2.99. And you get dirt rich, and it's the step-by-step system that we just discussed um, on on Amazon. That so is- there's no there's no you know shortage of information out there.
0: Awesome, awesome. Um, is there? A- what, uh, do you have any, uh, besides your own book, uh, do you have any, uh, any other books that you would uh, suggest or, or say that, uh, uh, that would be your favorite, either business or real estate related?
1: Yeah, oh my gosh. So I'm a huge reader um, and I'm constantly reading. So I would say that the two books that I think could be really transformative when put together are going to be The One Thing by Gary Keller and The Twelve Week Year. By Brian Moran. Um, those two books combined can be transformative. And then, you know, outside of that, I'm really enjoying uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, uh, what was it called? I'll look it up here. I just read this. and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is great. Just about the power of your environment, right? Just to be in the, uh, like, willpower doesn't work. But what was the name of it? Hold on. I just finished it. Uh, Willpower Doesn't Work by Benjamin Hardy Awesome I, re- awesome. I really enjoyed that book um, I, I, I loved uh, Essentialism by Greg McCune. is fantastic uh, Blue Ocean Strategy is great
0: um, What else is great you, You've just yeah. expanded my reading list by, by, by quite a bit and it sounds like uh, some definite good stuff there
1: Uh, Yeah, Cal Newport, Deep Work has been a phenomenal book. Uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving Enough was great. Um, So I'm just a voracious reader.
0: Awesome, awesome. Uh, You know, now now, uh, I'd I'd like to be. um, Probably that's one of the things that, uh, well, that's one of the reasons I'm in my real estate journey is to, to, to have more time to sit back and enjoy a good book, you know, have that time to, you know, not, not have to rush through it. Uh, you know, that's, that's part of my, uh, that that's a little piece of my why is just to be able to kick back and and, and enjoy some, enjoy some good books. So that's, uh, but you've definitely helped expand. Uh, you, you had a couple on there. I hadn't heard of before. So that, that definitely expands my list. And I, I really, really like that. Um, For any of my listeners, what would you say is the uh, best way to get a hold of you?
1: So the best way to get a hold of me is thelandgeek.com. And if they really want to get uh, a really strong background on land investing, that's even deeper than what we discussed. um, I've got a $97 course called the Passive Income Launch Kit, which I'd like to offer to your listeners for free. If they just go to thelandgeek.com, forward slash launch kit. Um, they can
0: register and get the course. Awesome. 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 I will definitely make sure that that is also in the show notes and, you know, let them know that, Hey, uh, you know, if you're interested in land, go, go look here, here's an excellent free resource for you. And, uh, you know, it's from a guy who's, who, who's, who knows what he's doing. He's, he's done and he's active in it. So, you know, get, get his stuff, read it, look at it and, you know, go find you some land.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, it's the only thing that lasts,
0: right? <laughs> yep. So. awesome, awesome. Well, I appreciate you uh, being on here. And for this episode, we'll say good night.
1: Thanks, David.